0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Towel Light
1: Talk. This is Casey. And my name is Cynic Nerd, and I am the grumpiest nerd on the internet.
0: <laughs> Not really, otherwise, though. Yeah, otherwise. Hey, this only- is Chris. <laughs> and um, we're doing our annual or semi annual uh, DC TV wrap up. Um, so we're going to be talking about those TV shows brought to you by DC Warner Brothers. And, um, yeah, let's get right into it, man. Let's start off with Gotham show that I don't watch you watch. I do. So I'm just riding along on your Alfred coattails for this one. (laughs) That's, that's a fair way to put it.
1: Um, you know, we didn't really, we didn't talk about it in the first season because, you know, I wasn't, um, you didn't watch it. I guess we didn't really put too much faith into it. Um, I definitely didn't at first, um, I, you know, the first season I liked, I liked enough to go into the second season because I knew what they were kind of playing into. The um, eyes of the villains. Yeah. It, it, it just seemed as, as the season progressed, this show is like a roller coaster. It It, get, it gets good and then it gets shitty and then it gets good. Um, what I like to call it is it's kind of like my guilty pleasure of the comic book shows. And it's actually, um, we're going to grade each show as we talk about them, but it, it actually is, it's up there with uh, the other ones now after the second season.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I watched the first couple episodes um, of the first season. I didn't hate it, but it just wasn't enough to, like, invest into. Um, I really liked, uh, what's his name, Robin Lord Taylor, um, who plays uh, Penguin. Mm-hmm. I liked him. I liked, you know, and then... I heard mixed things about Fish Mooney, played by Jada Pinkett Smith, but I like her. I've always liked her as an actress, so I didn't i didn't find her when I watched it.
1: Um, she, you know, at first I didn't like her. Uh, now she's back again, um, and she is actually a really good character. Original character created for this show. Right. Um, which I, you know, at first I was like, all right, they're going to just start making shit up. Um, it felt really forced at first with all these characters thrown in. But after a while, when you get used to it, it it's, it's actually pretty well
0: written. Good. So tell me, um, I mean, like, kind of what we're going to do here, guys, is we're going to do, like, our overall thoughts of the season, the pros of the season, the cons of the season, and then our pros and cons as the uh, finale, and then give our final grade of everything uh, a cumulative final grade. So as you know obviously way more about Gotham um, than I do. Maybe kind of run through uh, what you liked, what you didn't like, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, this season I had a lot, a lot more pros and cons. Um, I really, you know, with the first season, it felt like it was kind of, I guess I had a negative connotation going into it, like, you know, in the first place. So it wasn't really given a chance. I felt that a lot of things were forced, but all of a sudden, you know, as they open up this world, uh, it was a little bit more interesting to see these villains kind of take, you know, take their roles in the, in the world. Like, um, Edward Nygma becomes more of the Riddler. Um, you know, the penguin is just the penguin throughout. Like he's a different, he's a different penguin than, than I would say from like the Arkham series or even like the animated series and stuff like that. He's a lot more flamboyant. Um, but he is super violent. Um, and that's that's the one thing about this show is they really don't pull any punches when it comes to the violence, which really surprises me with like an eight o'clock show. But seeing that, you know, it's based this show is based around like the G C P D discovering these new villains and the madness that's, you know, kind of overtaking their city, um, it actually sets itself aside from these other kind of more friendly DC shows. Um so so I, I really do enjoy um the penguin in this when he's like slitting throats and, and just like bashing people's heads and it's 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 kinda crazy. Um so this season dubbed itself kind of like Rise of the Villains. So you have got a lot of really surprises like uh Mr. Freeze shows up. Um uh, so they do a whole like origin story with him. Yeah, uh was he, like, did he actually freeze people to death? Yeah, yeah. They <clears throat> they made him he took a few different steps. Um he was kind of like uh do it like you know, kind of like make your own make your own suit at first, like trying to save his, like save his wife and stuff. So, um, and then he was defeated and basically was killed. And then, uh, another villain that shows up this season Hugo strange, which he is in charge of Arkham asylum, but has like a secret war underneath it where he's creating these monsters and villains. Um, so he like resurrects Mr. Freeze as Mr. Freeze basically. Um, so he has to like always have this new suit to keep
0: him alive. Like, you know, we're very used to, um, Interesting.
1: Hugo Strange is interesting. Uh, he's played by B.J. Wong, B.D. Wong, B. D. Wong um, from like Jurassic Park and whatnot. Um, it's he plays kind of again, kind of more of a flamboyant um, Hugo Strange, and I would say you know compared to the Dark Arkham series. I mean, I'm not saying that Gotham's not dark, but um, these, the best way I can really describe Gotham, it's a combination of the darker side of Batman crossed with like the 1960s. Series, right? It's it's goofy at the same. It's goofy, and then it's really violent at the same time. So it's like if you really like the old show, and you have like respect for all Batman generations, and like I don't see why you wouldn't really, like enjoy the show overall. Um, we meet uh, Silver St. Cloud, who's like a love interest for Bruce Wayne in the comics a lot of the time. Um, as as a kid, um, she's like she's the. She is the um, niece of Theo Gallivan, who who was running for mayor in this season and becomes a villain. And then, um, so, like, there's this whole, like, arc with that, like, playing Bruce Wayne and stuff, but whatever. Um, the crazy thing is that Theo Gallivan is, like, the main villain. He becomes mayor, and then he, and they find out he's really connected to, like, this ancient family from Gotham who was, like, at... Odds with the the Wayne's, so he has this whole conspiracy to try to kill uh, Bruce Wayne, which you know he fails at. Duh, duh, duh. he gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> Hugo Strange also resurrects him, resurrects him as Azrael. Um, so that's another character that shows up this season. So it it's kind of it's kind of wild um, that you see all these like different origins. Um, you know, like a lot of purists won't like it, but it's cool to like, if you want an Elseworlds tale of like kind of what happens in Gotham. Um, another big thing is like, you find out that controlling Hugo strange and really running the big show between behind the Wayne assassinations and um, stuff like that is the court of owls, which, you know, we got, uh, which is a recent thing from the Snyder uh, run of the, you know, the new 52 comics, uh, which is a great, which is a really nice addition to this the show. Yeah. The, and it's it's really cool to see them put this into this show. So um, it's it'll be interesting to see how that's played out next season. Um, another kind of cool thing is uh, we got to see Clayface. He's a character that I always I always think that I wanted to see in movies or like and and just kind of just kind of play out because it's more of like a I guess more not really like a supernatural villain but he's more of like a kind of just like this odd villain that you don't, that they don't always use. And it was cool to see kind of like uh, him show up in this show.
0: Yeah. I heard he doesn't actually like change into like traditional clay face, but he like kind of morphs his appearance. Like he's not like this big giant monster, right?
1: No, no, he he's human. And, uh, he was strange uses machine to, to replicate him into, um, into
0: Gordon which is weird. So, okay. Well, I mean, honestly, like you know, I'm a huge Batman fan, so um it sounds interesting everything that I've heard. I just don't know enough to say, yeah, let me jump on board and and push around like some of the other shows. I mean, Preacher, we got that new um uh Outcast just dropped or is dropping soon. It's out. It's awesome. It's out. Yeah. So it's like, um, I mean, those are summer shows. So, you know, this is a fall show. Maybe it will be different, but, you know, next season it's like you got Powerless, uh, another DC show, uh, obviously a comedy. I'm using air quotes, even though you guys can't see that because it looked like shit. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. didn't watch Powers and we have PlayStation now where, you know, Yeah.
1: We keep talking about watching that. I need to make
0: time for that. Which is Marvel, which is, well, it's Icon, Icon which yeah. is Marvel. But, um, you know, there's so many different, specifically comic book TV shows now. It's like, what what what's good, what's not? Um, I, Zombie. I've always wanted to watch that. I've watched the first episode. I liked it. Yep. I haven't even gone back to that. So Gotham is something that, like, Everything like you say it. My cousin who does gourmet scum radio with me says it's amazing. Like it sounds more interesting than all those other shows because I love Batman and I know all the characters.
1: It's it is, and it's it's hard to like. I guess it's hard for me to really sit here and describe it. I guess what I'm going to say is that as a sophomore show, it it really did improve, and um, and I just think that they're gonna, you know. I hopefully hopefully, it just, you know, either continues just to be good or, you know, whatever. You know, um, as long as they can have good writing and keep the violence up and, you know, the darkness, then
0: then fine. It's – I'll watch it. Is it more violent than an Netflix show, like a Marvel Netflix show, or is it, like, I mean, it's on Fox? It's uh, –
1: yeah, I mean – I'm surprised sometimes at like what they can do. Um, okay. Not, not, not like as graphic, I would say as the Netflix shows, but it's pretty, it's pretty graphic at times. Not as consistently graphic, but they, they will save that one moment that they can probably get away with without making the show like a 10 o'clock slot. Like, and they'll just like throw it at you. Like, and I'll be like, holy shit. You know, it's like, they just did that. Um, Another cool thing that happened this season, uh, Paul Rubens, actually, you know, Pee Wee, he reprised his role as uh, the Penguin's father. He also played that role in uh, Batman Returns, our favorite Batman movie. Um, so that was kind of a cool, you know, little nod to the the classic movie.
0: No, I'm. Uh, it's playing here in Rochester in 35 millimeter. I want to say in a couple weeks, so um, I will be going to see Batman Returns there you as go. it's. My favorite Batman movie to date. <laughs> Almost twenty years old, but it's my favorite Batman movie to date. Or is it twenty years old? Maybe it is. Eighty-nine
1: was the first one.
0: Eighty-nine is the first one, so this is probably like ninety-one, ninety-two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez. Oh my god. Old man. Alright, so any like what's your overall thoughts of the uh well, you, your cons, I guess. Sorry, you said those were your pros or your cons.
1: Um, you know, at first, at first, I was like, well, you know, how are they going to do this show without Batman? How are they going to do it? But you know, they've done a good job with having Bruce Wayne in it, and Bruce Wayne and his psychotic Butler Alfred. This so, yeah, this guy is like probably one of my favorite Alfreds because he just like he doesn't give a fuck, and like he's always like, I'm going to protect Bruce Wayne no matter what it takes, and he's like either murdering people. Or just like, he is he's a bad he's a badass like he like he you I can't even get into it as much but he's he's a really good rendition of this character next he's he kind of reminds me of the beware the Batman Alfred uh,
0: remember oh, that animated the Jason show Stephen Alfred
1: yeah just the one that like kicks ass and like he could yeah. he was Asian and shit it's like this is that this is that kind of Alfred so. um but Bruce is always trying to investigate his parents' murder, trying to get to the bottom of it. You know, it, it kind of works on like the whole tones of him being a detective. It's cool. Um, but it, it is very, it just, it's like his whole storyline. Um, so it's just, it's kind of redundant. Uh, he gets so far and then gets backtracked and then he goes again, like finds out new stuff. So it's, it's kind of like a, um, it's just a driving force for him throughout the series. It just gets kind of like repetitive. Um, but like his like Bruce's and like Selena Kyle, young Selena Kyle was Catwoman has a role in this. Um which I, I her character's not bad and like they they play off each other really well. Um but like she, he's always like putting her in danger even to the point where Alfred was like you got to stop this. It's like you're going to get this girl killed for your own your own mean like trying to get your like your answers. And so it's like he's like cut her out. And like so he's like all right. He like Really cold to now she leaves, like "fuck you, Bruce." And then, and then he goes and finds her, like a few episodes later and does the same thing. So it's just like they keep keeping this little girl in danger. well <laughs> like,
0: um, that sounds like the least interesting part of the show.
1: It is, but you know, the whole Bruce Wayne thing with like the court of owls and and stuff like that. It it makes a lot of sense. It's kind of we'll see. And then this whole in the finale. Um, this whole like Fish Mooney is like she gets powers um, because she's, she's resurrected by, um, by um, Hugo Strange. Escapes Arkham with a bus full of monsters and like crashes it, and all the monsters escape. And one of the monsters is actually a Bruce Wayne doppelganger. It's
0: kind of weird. So we'll see how that plays out next season. Um, sounds frightening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, what's your overall thoughts? I give it a B. I like I
1: liked it. It was a definitely, a definitely an um improvement from last season. Uh once you once you get on board with the kind of tone they're taking and the direction they're going, um it's fun. It's a fun crazy show.
0: It sounds absolutely ridiculous. But I do want to I I do want to try it out. I do. Okay. All right. Um Let's move on. We're going to get into kind of, kind of our, our meat and potatoes, right, of this uh, of what we know as the BCCW. Yeah, our, and,
1: well, our freshman shows.
0: Yeah, we're going to go into um, Arrow first and then Flash. So, no, we're going to go into Legends and Flash Supergirl? And Supergirl? And Legends. <laughs> oh, man.
1: The freshman shows my friend.
0: Okay. What's we discussed s- discuss
1: this before you hit record, remember?
0: No. All right. Stop <laughs> no. eating
1: brownies. It's not good for you.
0: Okay. Which one do you want to start out with? Supergirl or Legends. Let's do Supergirl. Okay.
1: So. Let's, let's do the let's do the first uh Berlanti um show that, you know, departed from the CW and now is moving back to the CW. Uh uh-huh or to the CW, where it it should, you know, very well belong.
0: Yes. Um, So Supergirl. As Chris mentioned, it's on CBS, uh, bigger budget than the uh, CW shows. It has really... Well, okay, so for CBS, which puts, like, on CSI and all the other shit, it has low ratings. Compared to the CW, where the highest rated show is Flash... And Chris and I looked this up, I want to say Flash has like 3 million viewers on average and then the next closest one is Arrow, which is like 2.4 and then it goes down, like dramatically from there, like even Supernatural which has been around for now 11 years is like at like 1.6 or something like that Um, I want to say Supergirl has I want to say in the 2's the high 2's you know, which is amazing for CW, but for CBS, it's not as good. So they—that's why they ultimately um, made the decision to move it over to CW—is because it's just not as high as CBS would like. But for CW, that's one of the highest ratings of all of their shows. So hopefully, that same audience will carry over to the CW, and we'll get to see the um, same type of show. Uh, we're just going to be kind of stuck with the budget, right?
1: I would say the budget's going to include some characters, and we have some notes on that. Um, some, you know, some payroll, <laughs> uh, a little CGI. Um, but before we get into that, I think we should really just talk about the first season and what it what it really meant to, you know, superhero TV. Um, you know, we we complain all the time about Man of Steel. People complain all the time about Man of Steel. I shouldn't just say we, but here you have a character, Superman, who is supposed to be the symbol of hope. He's, you know, he's Superman.
0: Uh it's means hope. It's pretty,
1: yep. You come out and you say that in a damn movie, and then you spend two movies having him like be the least hopeful motherfucker in the room. So it's like, yep. what happened to that? So, here we have Supergirl, a very like bright TV show with a very bubbly actress who plays Super you know Melissa Benoit, Benoist, whatever you want to call her. Um, she whatever she calls herself, whatever she calls herself, <laughs> bleh, um, very true to the character, the Superman, Supergirl, whatever character you want to put it as. This is a proper representation of a superhero.
0: I would say as. Arrow is to Batman. Supergirl is to what we want out of Superman. As you know, I think Superman is one of the worst characters ever made because he's too powerful, uh, more powerful than everyone else. Um, but Supergirl is fun. It's funny. As you said, it's light compared to Arrow, which is always shot in darkness. Like, it's just, it's you know, uh, what is her city? It's... um national city national city yeah is it yeah. yeah, so national city is uh bright and fun, and like most of the fights take place during the daytime, so like you get to see like full you know it's not covered up by bad c g i like it's just a it's a really fun show
1: agreed i mean it has it has a great cast of characters, I mean just like every other um show that we watch on, you know, whether it be the CW, um, they have a team behind her. Um, yes. you know, this time they bring in Jimmy Olsen, which is, you know, a great addition. I mean, it's a classic character. Um, James. we'll get to that. James Olsen. Um, yeah. we have, uh, what's the kid's name? The computer kid got already. Win. His name's Win. yeah, yeah, Win. He's he's a funny character. He's very Felicity-like. You know, it's actually a better, it's actually kind of a less annoying than Felicity. I mean, we'll talk about uh, that later. Way less annoying. Um, and then you have your love triangle with those three, which is kind of an interesting thing to watch. Um, yeah. This show was definitely aimed towards, I would say, trying to get you know women to watch a superhero show, and it, you know, at the same time, it's it's a very strong. Woman show, and I like that because it's like I cry at the end of these episodes when like the sisters are sitting there like having their little heartfelt moment (laughs) eating their ice cream. Um, It's like not gaining anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. well, you know, her super metabolism will eliminate, but I I really like the approach they took to it. You know, it it has the action of it has, I would say, the full circle of dynamics that you need for this kind of show to to survive. And I just, I don't really understand why it didn't do well when you, when like five CSI shows can be on the same time and talk about like grit and murder and all that bullshit.
0: You know, I, I don't get it. It's, it's a matter of um, what you call is doing well. You know what I mean? Like on CBS, they consider it not well. If you put it on CW, it's doing, it'll be doing very well. As long as the if the same exact people who are watching it on CBS go over to CW, then they're fine. You know what I mean? Put it on the Monday night, put it on the same time slot, then it should be just fine. Um, we're going to have to take a quick break. Right, sorry about that interruption. We're back. Let's go to more of Supergirl. Um, I think you were going to talk about Cannon Grant. <laughs> I do. I mean, Callista Lockhart.
1: <laughs> what did you think? I mean, I thought, you know, she was really funny most of the season. And yeah, like, she's one of my favorite
0: characters.
1: She is. She is, like, she was hilarious. And, like, her always calling her the wrong name, and but then not acting like she a run. mother. Yeah, and then acting like a mother character, you know, uh, mother figure. Um, it was just, like, and then, f- like, you knew she was going to figure it out. And then somehow they tricked her into not thinking it was her at all. Which is you know, it's fine when you we'll talk about the Marshall Manhunter in a little bit, it's easy to do that. But it would have kind of been interesting to th- I guess if she would have known past that, but I don't know. I would be really sad to you know, there's rumors that she will leave the show, maybe or she'll only be in a not as many episodes because of the budget, which will kind of upset me, I guess. Um I think she's a really good dynamic for the show.
0: Yeah. I um I was actually a big Ally McBeal fan. Like, mm-hmm. I watched all of that show. Um, so I like *Clifford the Flock a lot. And I didn't even know about that. Like that, I didn't. I I kind of thought when you heard that they were gonna go and get move to um, Vancouver where they shoot the other two show, three shows. Jeez, which is gonna be really interesting to find out how many environments that they can come up with because *Arrow* now is only shot in back alleys. It's like seems like it's the same back alley every time, um, you know. Flash usually keeps things contained. The CC jitters and uh, Star and Labs, Star Labs Legends is lucky that it's kind of all over the place that you don't really know where it is. It's you know with how National City looks. I mean, a lot of that's CGI or Matt painting or, or whatever. But anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. With Calissa Flockhart and the rest of the cast having to move there, you know, I hope that it doesn't affect things too much. Like, that they put the money into the cast. You know, maybe they don't get to do as many crazy things with the CGI, but I want that cast to stay. And she's a major part of it. Out of anyone who's on there, you know, I really want her to stay, and I really want John Jones to stay.
1: And really, that seems to be probably the bigger the bigger dollars, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. But I, I think you're right. I mean, they were able to do Superman stuff with Smallville. I think that they can probably pull it off.
0: But not that kind of fighting, that Zack Snyder Man of Steel fighting that they do on that show. But I know. You can see, you can see the character. Like, you've never seen that before.
1: No. no, I know.
0: As much as you can complain about Man of Steel, we've never no. seen Superman actually fight without it looking like a dude attached to wires, which is what you saw in all the Christopher Reeve and Superman returns. Like this was, you know, this is a dude when he punches and the same thing with Melissa Benoit, when she punches somebody, you feel it like it looks fucking sweet.
1: No, I I totally agree. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm very forgiving to man of steel, because finally you get to see him besides, you know, he's like up in the air, punching things. And it's very in your face. Um, so, yep. yeah, you're right. Uh, we'll see. We'll really
0: see how this is going to change things. And it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like that's that's one of the things that, uh, you know, where I love the Flash and sometimes the CGI looks cheesy, Mm-mm. but I don't care because right. I go, it's it's a fun show, and even though it looks like, you know, early Matrix, um, <laughs> when he's fighting some of these bad guys. I don't care because I still think it looks sweet. Whereas on Supergirl, it's like, no, it doesn't look like Man of Steel, but it also doesn't look like Flash. Like, it's in that happy medium where it's like, it's passable. And when you see Martian Manhunter, it's good. Yeah. Like, it is like, if that was in a movie, I would go, okay, that, I'm accepting that. You know what I mean? I don't think it needs to look better. I mean, I'm sure they would do it better, but you know, let's just let's just talk about it, because he, he's on our pros list. Like, Martian Manhunter is freaking awesome.
1: Yeah, that, that was one of the best surprises of the <coughs> season. I mean, it's like, we talk about how he, like, where is he? Why hasn't he been announced for the Justice League movies? He played such a big part in Justice yeah. League, you know, with us growing up, and the TV show and whatnot, and it's like, I really felt like a character of that magnitude being left out was like a real, kind of like just a kick in the face of the fans. But featuring him on this show, when he just shows up and they give him that whole, you know, they gave him the Hank Henshaw name at first, which is really the name of the Cyborg Superman, which was a cool uh, little Easter egg. But then he actually is the, you know, the uh Man, or when they reveal that. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and it really just... It propelled the show to another level when that happened um like you you were kind of behind because you're like, Oh, I don't really know how I feel about this show um you kind of you guys lost interest watching it and I was like, You need to watch it because when that happened, like I liked the show decent enough, but that just propelled me into like a whole new fandom of
0: of supergirl yeah, it definitely started off shaky like the first. Three episodes, you know, actually, episode one, I was like, okay, this is good. And then the next couple episodes, I was like, well, they don't know what they want to be. They don't know how fun they want to be. They don't want to, they don't know how serious they should take it. All the characters aren't quite fleshed out. And then it's around episode five, I think, like where you get that reveal or soon thereafter. But, you know, you just kind of get like a more broad scope of the character and um, what their motivations are where like at first I didn't like James Olsen either, but I like that character or that actor, you know, he's in uh, true blood. Um, And I like when from the beginning and I love uh, Melissa Benoit from the beginning, like she's like definitely the anchor obviously of that show. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as soon as you see that Martian Manhunter all all of your worries are like okay, like yeah. I have a con that he's not in the Justice League movie. I think it's a major disservice, but whatever. But the fact that he's on this show, and you have such a huge name character out of the DC universe. Like that's it, done. You have that guy on there. You pepper him in. You gotta, you got a hit show. <laughs> exactly. I mean, plus the story and the writing and all the other... I mean, otherwise they wouldn't be able to, but yeah.
1: Oh, no, definitely. I mean, besides Monster they brought in a lot of lot of characters from the DC universe, which was really uh, exciting to see. I mean, we saw Red Tornado. We saw Jem. We saw Toy Man, who ended up being Wind's father, which was a cool connection. That was good. Yep. Uh, Silver Banshee. Uh, even Bizarro was... Like, not the true Bizarro, but, you know, Bizarro was... It was a bizarre character, you know um, Indigo, who is really um, a, bra- a brainiac ver- a Brainiac eight, a version of that villain, was yeah. actually played by the, the small Smallville, uh, Smallville supergirl, uh, Laura v- Vanderfurt. Um, and then also uh, we had a little tease of James Harper, the Guardian. So I mean there's a, like these shows do a great job at fan service with um, either you know lightly introducing a character. Not as their superhero ego, but... um Or full-out, you know, Supergirl fighting Red Tornado. Or superhero in the Flash fighting Silver Banshee and, and whatever the Electric Girl is. You know, it was... It was just like... Livewire. Livewire, yes. Yeah,
0: um, I like Livewire.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, she was a cool character. And it was... um Her, you know, her little thing with Cat Grant was a great... It was a great... It was a great episode, like that whole setup. Um... But th- this is what these shows do, um, and we'll talk about it in the other ones, just DC knows how to give fan service on, on TV.
0: Well, the other part about it, not only fan service comic book-wise, they give us fan service like uh, TV show-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got Dean Kane coming in, who ah. was Superman, um, he played Superman, and he's the dad on the show. Helen Slater, who played Supergirl in the 90s, 80s, uh, coming back to the show. You already mentioned the girl from Smallville who played Supergirl. And we have an announcement today, which is a rumor right now, but Superman is supposed to be showing up on the show. There is a rumor going around, and maybe it's just the fans saying it, but that Tom Welling (laughs) will be playing Superman. Which I personally think would be that—that that would be it. You know what I mean? Other than getting Brandon Roth, who's not on Legends, on tomorrow, so you can't. Right. Tom Welling would be the perfect person to tie that whole universe all together.
1: You know, it would be cool if Brandon Roth was not on Legends, but I am—I would be more excited to see Tom Welling show up. I mean, we could talk about the Come Flash, on, man. the Flash, that's right Superman? now. I mean, that's insane. It's insane. It's like it's like having um, when. What's his name? John Wesley <laughs> Ship shows up, and then he—he's the—he just up as Jay Garrick. It's like you're like, oh my god! You we'll
0: know? talk about that. In the we'll next talk about episode. that later.
1: But oh, it's yeah. like this is the kind of stuff that's like, what the fuck? Oh my god! Like, like moments that you have about these, and and that's and that's why I believe that you know they're doing a great job with these shows.
0: Yeah, they—they they are respecting the fans. They're respecting, you know, the TV show fans. The comic book fans, you know what I mean? Like, they really do seem to kind of, like, have their shit together. And honestly, it's all because of Greg Berlanti, Mark Guggenheim, um, who's the Andrew Kreisberg, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, those guys. I the, There's a girl who runs the Supergirl. Yeah. Ellie Larder? No. Oh, that's the actress. <laughs> <Shut up>. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Ellie no. Larder. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'll look it up because I really do. Ellie Adler, Adler. Adler. Um I was, I
1: was close. If you could you push so some letters.
0: <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like they, they're giving respect to these characters in a way that television has never seen. Like Smallville um was really a monster of the week show. It did start escalating past that. You know, you got the introduction of Brainiac, you got the introduction of Justice League, but they didn't have the budget at the time. They didn't know how far they could go. Um, And and nowadays, it's like superhero properties are everywhere. They're in the movies, comics are blowing up, uh, you know, on television. Like, almost every facet of media has something superhero related. We are in the time of the geeks. The geeks are inheriting Earth. Like, we get it. We're okay. You show us a person in the cape, you don't need to, you know, we're, we're happy with that. Like, that's it. So, um, what other uh, pros did you want to go over here?
1: I liked uh, Maxwell Lord. Uh, oh, yeah,
0: that's um, Peter Bacinelli. Mm-hmm. He uh,
1: yeah. he was very much a, I guess Alexa with a ripoff. I mean, he, you know, in the comics he was always involved with JLI, He killed the Blue Beetle, so I hate him. Um, But, you know, at least Tech Corps is coming back this fall. Um, But, you know, at first they really played him as a villain. They played him as that Lex Luthor villain where he wanted to protect the city from the alien. But then after a while, he kind of walked that line towards being a good guy. Um, And he helped, you know, he he realized that for the greater good, he had to work with, you know, Alex and Supergirl and whatever the – what is the what is it, department DEO? Yeah, DEO. Um, so, I liked him as a as a as a character who kind of was good and bad. Um, so, I'll be uh, I'll be looking forward to see what they kind of play on next season.
0: Yeah, Maxwell Lord was actually one of my favorite characters because you know it's it's one of those kind of people who you uh, hate them, but at the same time, like they make the other characters better. So, I, uh, I like him, and I, I think he's a good actor anyway, so they did a good job. Um, one of the other pros is that we got, and I'm going to butcher his name, yeah, Kevin Tatcherone, who is one of the lead creators on uh, Mortal Kombat Legacy, the um, web series, uh, and also a director of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, he's directed some episodes as well. He's directed some episodes on almost every superhero show. And-
1: but you and- know when he directs
0: them, you do.
1: Yeah, it's like absolutely. it's so apparent when when his name shows up, I get so excited because even like the shittiest like like last season of Agent of Shield, I'd be like, I hate this season, but it, like he's that guy when like he will not cut the camera. The fight will just keep continuing and continuing, and it just his direction is just so much better than anything else I've ever seen on TV. And I'm, he can do every episode of superhero TV for, for, for all I care.
0: Yeah. So he's, you know, he's definitely marking this place. He's, he's doing very, very good. Um, you know, you kind of kind of just touched upon the Flash crossover, um, which I, I know you have it as a pro and I don't disagree with you, but it's also a con for it's me. A con for, it's con for The Flash, no? It's a con for The Flash because, you know, it was great to see uh, Grant Gustin being Barry Allen on The Flash. It's great to see their chemistry. They're both fun. They're both bubbly people. You know what I mean? Like They're both, like, cute actors, you yeah. know? So it's good to see them together doing their thing. And the only problem is, is I... Like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's it's a it's a contour of the flash because he shows up, he helps out, and then it's never said, never explained on the flash, that he, that he went over to um to that city. So, you know, it can take two seconds next season of the flash just to say, Hey, I went over there now that they're on the all on the same network and I'm sure when we get that four part crossover that um, it will be explained, but it was just kinda like he's in, he's out. And even though it was, like, one of the best episodes this season on all the shows, it just, you know, it was bittersweet.
1: It was. You know what? And, like, I understand maybe there was some kind of legal issue with it. Whatever. Maybe not. It, it WB like...
0: on owns CBS, owns CW. Right. I don't understand it.
1: Neither do I. So, yeah. whatever. Weird. Whatever. We'll see if they bring this world into the actual Earth-1 and which would be very interesting.
0: So that, but, that's on our, our, definitely on our Flash episode. So.
1: But this, the crossover was a lot of fun. I, mm-hmm. I liked it. I can't wait. You know, we loved the, we loved the crossovers when they first started with Arrow and Flash, and this year with Arrow, Flash, and Legends, which was an epic crossover, which we'll talk about in a little bit. This was, like you said, it was a lot of fun because the, those characters
0: just play off each other really well. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Um, Any cons? I mean, we talked about how why why they couldn't show Superman. How she was always, you know, AOLing with Clark. Um, I mean, at least you know, at first they we weren't really positive they were going to show it. Like, say his name, and they and then they started saying it. So they admitted that the character actually exists within that universe, without being too like, I guess you know, secretive. Um, But, you know, if if he shows up next season, hell, I mean, that's going to blow everything out of the water for those shows. I mean, what's next,
0: Batman? Well, let me ask you this. Well, A, that would be insane. So if we are going to see him, which means he's going to be played by a different actor, which could be Tom Welling, and that would be fine, what earth is Supergirl on? Because she's not, like, as we've said many times across many episodes like, even though we love all this DC stuff, like, they still have yet to do a movie TV, like, where are we? You know what I mean? Like, in that realm. So, you know, it's not, uh, what's his name? Henry Cavill playing, uh, Superman next season on Supergirl. And it's the first two episodes that we're going to see him. Um, who, you know what I mean? Like, like, what Earth are they? Because that's it. Like, they have to be Earth three maybe or four I don't I'm know assuming... because Jay
1: Garrick said he was from Earth three so we already have an earth three
0: and I'm assuming that our man would be earth three because the JSA, JSA is you know including him so and we'll talk about that in a minute when we get to well after the break uh when we get to legends of tomorrow but you know what I mean like what's the deal
1: they're gonna they're gonna have to come like when they bring Supergirl into this world, they're really going to have to be straightforward about it. It's either they're going to have some kind of like merging, or it's going to be just a time hop. I, I, I would rather see them do some kind of like crisis thing with the four episode crossover, where they merge the worlds. Um, that I don't want to see them all exist in these different these different Earths because it's like yes, it's cool to see the multiverse idea, but at the same time, it's like, if you're going to put them all in the same network, please let them exist in the same world.
0: Well, I don't think there's a way around the multiverse. Like, they don't exist in the same worlds. Like, there's right. no possible way that they exist in the same worlds. There so is. Call
1: called a crisis. <laughs>
0: well, I'm saying, like, they exist... Oh, got you gotcha. In, ...in a multiverse, and, like, something will merge. The other thing about it is, like, In the first season of The Flash, we saw that a crisis pulls him away, and he's wearing more or less a mechanical suit, which you think would lead into the movies, whatever. That's not happening until 2020, or in 2016 right now. So...
1: What's not happening?
0: The crisis. Oh, right, right, right. In the newspaper, right. Yeah. So, he could go to the future, which he has not done on The Flash, That would not surprise me if he does that, and then that's what causes the crisis, which then merges the worlds together or something. But I I don't know. I I guess we
1: we do have a time machine in
0: Legends, right? The Wave Rider is the time machine. So, um, you know, overall, it's like kind of like you know, where I guess the movies and the TV shows are different. But it'd be nice if you just said the TV. Exist on Earth twenty six, sorry, movies exist on Earth twenty six, and the right. TV exists on exists on Earths one, two, and three. <laughs> well, let
1: let Jeff Johns wave his magic wand and figure that shit out, because I'm sure eventually they're gonna come out and give us some big fan service in regards to that and the multiverse. So, I I for one have patience to kind of wait and see what happens. Um, it's kind of like the same thing with like Star Wars. Like, oh, well, I want this to happen. Well, you know what? It took 25 years for all this shit to happen in the original shit. So it's like, we have time. I don't want to rush it. I want them to do it right. So let Jeff Johns do his thing. And, you know, hopefully it all plays out correctly and makes us all happy.
0: I will say that. Um, if, you, if you guys, you know, we don't talk. We don't talk enough about comics, you know. And Chris and I are finally catching up now that, you know, I'm done getting married. He's working on a normal schedule, um, so we're finally catching up on the comics. It does lead into it. DC Rebirth. If you haven't read it, read it. You know, especially especially if you're watching this show. It's eighty ish or eighty pages. Jeff Johns wrote it. Jeff Johns brought the Flash to the screen. By mixing him in Arrow and then getting in his own TV show, Jeff Johns got announced as the um, more or less Kevin Feige of uh, DC now. So he's writing the comic, at least that comic. Um, he's taking over as executive producer on, on Justice League. He's writing a Batman solo film. What I mean all this to say is that when you read the Rebirth comic, it's... You kind of get the feeling that in the Flash TV show, there's kind of hints in that comic. With, you know, got Wally there, you got Barry Allen, you know, he kind of did a post Flashpoint situation, and you get more backstory into that. Um, I think that they're going to kind of say, like, the comics, the movies, TV shows, they're all one big entity. Like, like Marvel or something. Yeah, like Disney's doing with at least with Star Wars. They're not doing a great job with Marvel right now, but at least with Star Wars where this book is canon, this comic is canon, this TV show is canon, this movie is canon, so that in a timeline, if it's just one crisis, you know what I mean, where all the worlds are convergence, or I, maybe I shouldn't say convergence, but you know, one big timeline where all this Star Wars exists and eventually you'll you have a linear Plot by plot to say that the Clone Wars leads to Rebels, leads to a new hope, leads to the bloodlines and after my athletes, the force, you know what I mean? Like all one big thing. So um, I think that hopefully Jeff Johns has the magic wand or whatever ability to kind of weave in that if you know what you're doing in the comics, in the movies, in the TV show, that this is this earth, this is this, this is this, and then Grant Morrison comes in and says multi, you know, multi Yeah,
1: Yeah, multi <laughs> yeah.
0: So, anywho, I think this is a good time that we got a little existential take a break for the commercials. Or wait, let's finish Supergirl, right? You want to do that first? You're giving me a face. Finish Supergirl. Finish your overall thoughts.
1: You're just going to cut that part out?
0: No. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, overall? Yeah. I give it an A. I love the show. It was, okay. it was, it was great. Even the, even the early episodes, I was like, all right, give it some more time. Um, have faith in what they can do. Um, and I think that things will turn out okay, and they did. They turned out more than okay. Um, like I said, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very different show than the other ones. Um, and it, I guess it just, it just touches on different emotions than you know, than, than the other shows do as well. And I think that's important when it comes to not always having the same cookie cutter when it comes to superheroes. Um, so I I give it an A.
0: I. I heard an interview with Andrew Friesberg on Fat Man on Batman where he said that the flash formula is uh, heart, humor, and action. And I believe heart was number one, but like in that around the way order. And I think that uh, Supergirl follows a very similar format where it has the heart, you know what I mean, with the sisters, with Don Jones, with uh, Cat Grant, like, with her friends. It's funny. It is legit, you know, a pretty funny like in show, and then it has the action. It has the punching, it has, you know, Martian Manhunter beating the shit out of people, it has the other um, uh, Kryptonians coming down and, like, just slaughtering the people in National City, like, you know, it follows that same similar format to, to flash and i think like yeah i agree with you a a all the way um you know i had a little bit of a stumble to find its footing but once it did you know it's a it's a really really good show i i I love watching so yeah i think now would be a good time to break
1: (laughs) sounds good okay
0: All this top 40 music is so boring. Geez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those geeks you know, wow. Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you got to leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You you, got to leave. I called the cops. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oy,
1: over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her.
0: We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don't Forget Atal.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. <laughs> All right, we are back. We were just talking about Supergirl, um, but we want to kind of wrap things up with Legends of Tomorrow, um, which is the, I don't know, what uh, sci-fi epic. That's (laughs) what I call it. Yeah, I mean, shorter season than all the rest of them. I think, uh, how many episodes were there? Like 13? 15? 15? Yeah, Yeah, it started in... um, in January. I um, was,
1: I was actually surprised by how many episodes they squeezed in. I was like, this is either going to be like an agent Carter where it's like 10 episodes or maybe 12, but yeah, it ended up at 15. I was like, man, that's only seven short of a normal CW show.
0: Right. Um, I think personally, that's the kind of thing that is better. Uh, I think, and and we'll talk about it on a, a future episode where you have arrow we should say it right um, now. Well, I'm just. I saying.
1: think that this show did, like, it was justified better uh, because of that.
0: You know, not so, not much, so much like funny. bullshit. There's no fuller. You yeah. Know, there's really. I mean, eh, in the in the beginning, there was a couple, like, like they got stuck in the 70s for too long.
1: Um, I agree, and that's one of our cons. I mean, it was like some of the time periods seemed very similar. But maybe yeah. it's because of budget. You know, you know, and eventually, just like Supergirl, the show got better by the end of the season.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It it, it came around and it redeemed itself. But at first, I will definitely say that I was kind of like, you know, I'm watching this because yeah. I like the individual characters, but at the same time, I don't really care. Now still, the worst legends episode is better than the best marvel <laughs> agents of shield episode
1: i'm sorry so, to say it but it's true yeah
0: like other than there's a few and you know we, we we've talked about it before where like um agents of shield had like the the whole sci-fi episode the whole planet episode but you're not here for an agents of shield breakdown you're here for a dc breakdown
1: <laughs> We could probably bitch about that show for an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, we could. Um, so but we won't. No, we won't. D- the DC definitely did a much better job um, with its shorter season. It's just like those first couple episodes where it, it kind of was like, "Am I Doctor Who? Am I a DC show? I know I'm supposed to be Doctor Who, but I shouldn't be." <laughs> <laughs> and like, and I get it. Like Andrew Kreisberg talked to. Kevin Smith and he said the Doctor Who is one of the favorite shows ever and he tried to work on the Doctor Who show when it came to America um, and he ultimately realized that that was a stupid mistake but yeah like you know it's it's you know he's got Rory <laughs> like he's got uh, god damn what's the actor's name who plays Rip Hunter is it Rory Kinnear that no, I thought Rory was his name on uh, as the companion. Yeah, right, right. Um, Jesus, I'll look it up. You talked. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's
1: fine. Um So, one of my favorite kind of sci-fi shows is like the the one where they travel on a ship and then they get off the ship, and it's it's and that's why I call it a sci-fi epic. I mean.
0: No, his name's Rip Hunter, dude. Oh, Rory. Okay, Rory uh, Williams and Doctor Who. Yeah, it's Rip Hunter on the show. Yes, gotcha. I thought yeah. you meant
1: the actor's name.
0: No, the actor is Arthur Darville.
1: Yes. Yes. Um. So, this show was like any, like, it was like a Star Trek show. It was like a Doctor Who show. It had all these great elements in it. And I think, in a, and then you throw in these great characters that we've grown to love over the over the few years that the, the CW shows have been That's on. Flash and arrow, yeah. Exactly. And they and they did a good job building the, the origins of these characters and then putting them as a team of mixed heroes and villains, I guess you want to call them, because rogues. Um, yeah. And it Drogues. was it was cool to see them go and take on this adventure and and go from there.
0: Yeah. I um I thought they did a really good job with like so I don't know what it's like for somebody who would come in just like I'm just gonna watch Legends and no. not know any of those characters. I don't think it would have done well. You and I, we you know, we watch Arrow every week, watch Flash every week, and those characters got peppered in. Um, you know, like they're like Flash got his origin on Arrow, and then mm-hmm. did also, but like uh, what's his name, uh, Firestorm? You know, uh, Victor Garber who. Victor Garber is like one of the best actors ever. Let alone on this show, um, he just continues to do it. He's amazing on there. Uh, Brandon Roth always looks like he's crying, but you know he does a fine job. He's <laughs> so, a good
1: He's a great actor.
0: He is, but he's always crying. Uh, <laughs> like,
1: we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a
0: little bit. <laughs> it's, it's true. Sarah uh, White Canary, who oh. I am glad she stopped slicking back her hair because it was so annoying. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she either like it's funny because she either looks really gross or she's like hot. And yes. it's it's weird. It's like it's like it's it's like <laughs> the episode of I guess Seinfeld where it's like she's in the shadow and she's in the light. Um yeah. it 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 drives me nuts because like, man, she looks really cute. And then it's like, wait a minute, what did she just do? <laughs> I don't get it. But, but the you know, it was cool when she was Black Canary and Arrow. Um she was like that representation of the character that I really liked.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I wasn't. I'm not a really big fan of. Um, I guess like, like Laurel, Laurel. kind of grew on me, but you know,
0: I really liked Sarah better. Yeah, I think everybody done watched watch. Um, you know, so she's she, so she's there. She was established. Um, my favorite character is Snart um, mm. <laughs> of the entire show.
1: I love Snart, but I love Rory, a lot. Mick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, Dominic Purcell and uh, Wentworth Miller from Prison Break. Which, if you haven't watched Prison Break, is an awesome show. Um, so fantastic to see the two of them like together again, and then like they're they're like two of my favorite characters on this show. I just think that their chemistry. Is super fun. Um, they're like as comic book as comic book can be. Mm-hmm. Like especially Captain Cold. Yeah, every single line that comes out of his mouth is like sneering <laughs> and like so cheesy. And like I personally appreciate that because it's like don't take yourself too seriously. Like you you have a fucking ice gun. Like the other dude has a Heat a gun. weird flamethrower gun. <laughs> It's the one guy can grow giant and he can get small. He's a rip off of Ant-Man or Ant-Man's a rip off of him rather. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just like they're having fun. And like, that's why I left this show so much.
1: The cheese factor. And that's, and that's what was so great about it. It's I, and I guess that's the big debate with like people that are torn with like Batman versus Superman. The people that love the dark shit, like the movie, they like that and it's like you don't need everybody you don't need all comic book things to like represent that do it the correct way this was perfect because Rory is like a psychopath at the same time they they really like humanized him throughout the throughout show so it was cool to see that character development
0: yeah that was really good actually because if anything he was obviously the weaker one he was just like a dumb brute and then to make him um, the bounty hunter, which they referred to him as bounty or uh, Boba Fett, multiple times, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, you know, so he had that Star Wars element in there, and then to kind of you know not make him the idiot, like that was that was smart. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he was he was a bounty hunter, and then he kind of had a a turnaround, like, and they both did. You know, all, well, not both, like every single character grew up in these 15 episodes. And um, I, yeah, it was just, you know, even like Rip Hunter, like his main motivation is to save his family. But then he realized like this ragtag group of (laughs) wannabe heroes, um, you know, he got them all to grow and to kind of like realize it's not just about saving an individual's prophecy. It's about saving everything and like they they really did bring that point to a head by the end of the show Agreed Um the villain right Casper Crump playing uh Vandal Savage what would you think
1: I I liked it um Vandal Savage is a really really good villain in the comics um they did treat his origin a little bit differently this time um, they kind of combined him with the half set uh, character, which is, you know, it you know, tying in Hawk Man and Hawk Girl into this into this season when they brought him into the Flash and Arrow crossover and kind of introduced that whole, I guess, new world of things they're gonna to start to explore in this show. Um, it was great to see that instead of making Vandal Savage more complicated than he needs to be, you know, he's immortal, he was a caveman, he was there from the dawn of time right um it was it was actually i i think it was a good way to do it this way um because it really just it drove it drove the character um it drove that whole trinity of of the three um and that was a really i it was a really strong villain i mean uh, we, we we kind of like i guess for a big villain like that it's hard to kind of represent them on tv um it's easy to do like the rogues and these these other ones who are like um who are kind of just like B B listers, but when you when you go and try to like represent an A A list villain, you'd need it to be like on this level, and and Legends allowed that to happen. I think. Yeah, I
0: think so. I think it's it's kind of hard to say A list because if you think about DC, like that everybody knows they know Joker mm-hmm. and they know Lex Luthor. and like honestly that's it because if you go and say like the majority of people like i don't think they know who Darkseid is i think if you said Darkseid on the street people don't know him it's an a-list villain for sure mm-hmm. and savage um would be somebody like rajah who's like constantly weaving his way through time and fucking shit up so i would say like yeah he, he probably is an a-list villain to you and i who read comics but like <laughs> the the you know the mainstream audience they have no idea who this guy is and what he's capable of and what he's done through history.
1: I've I've also found that the DC villains are a lot different than the Marvel villains. Yeah, you have your your main ones in Marvel and the ones that you're like everybody knows because you know whether it's the marketing or whatever. But I've always. Had a lot more respect for the villains in the DC universe because I find them to be either really goofy to like with a wonderful, like intricate
0: backstory where you can really relate to them. I think the thing about the villains in DC is that there's only a few of them, in my opinion, that are all encompassing. So, what I mean is, like, in Marvel, you have somebody who, like, uh, Norman Osborn not only will he fuck with Spider-Man he'll fuck with everybody Right? you know what I mean like he can weave his way in through everything Loki absolutely without a doubt he'll weave his way through things Magneto, um, Magneto will show up and, and screw things up you know if you want to say Scarlet Witch if you want to say Punisher like there's other people who will kind of like really just mess with the entire Marvel Universe whereas like on DC Darkseid is a villain who will mess with everything. Lex Luthor will mess with everything. Joker will mess with everything. But everyone else, like Penguin, just Batman. You know what I mean? Riddler, just Batman. Um, Rogues. Ares, you know, just Wonder Woman. Like, yeah, they're rogues. Captain Cold, for the most part, and, and Boomerang, for the most part, are just Flash. So, like, they have, like, You know, and Spider-Man does it very well with his rogues gallery. Him and and The Flash um, and Batman kind of all compete with each other about their rogues gallery. But, like, DC's villains are more personal villains. Lex Luthor, even though he will go and reach outside of all of DC, he's really focused on Superman. So when you have a character like Vandal Savage, who has gone through history, he's almost like an apocalypse in a way. You know what I mean? Like, he's gone through different points of history and manipulated it. Um, I mean, he's a, a major villain. And I think that they they did a good job with him in uh, Legends. I think we've kind of just reached the tip of the iceberg with that character. I think that he, he has the potential to really, really keep going. And obviously, in the finale, like, we see that. Like, he's got a motivation beyond just... You know, trying to marry Hawkgirl, which is kind of his thing,
1: right? I mean, that was always like the half-set thing. He was obsessed with with Shira, but I thought it was so neat the way they they treated like the three different time points, and he was able to go and talk to oh, himself. So and genius! That was, that was very, very, very smart.
0: smart. Yeah, they uh, did time travel in a good way.
1: They did, and you can you can get lost with time travel when you. When you get too convoluted with too convoluted with it or anything yeah. like that, and lose people, but it was like, all right, we went to these time periods during this season. Now we're gonna go back and, and tie it all together.
0: Yeah, the finale um, did a really good job of wrapping up loose ends. Where you know they sprinkled things throughout the season, um, and they they wrapped it all up. Even like Mick being you know, turning into the bounty hunter or being the bounty hunter the whole time. Like that was a really cool, like, whoa, flip it on its head sort of moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I have to say one of my big, like weak points of that show are the, uh, what is it? Thanagarians? Is that the right yes. word? Yep. I, I don't like either hawk person. I was really glad that Connor was off the show for a long time. And then when they were trying to get him back, I didn't care. And hot girl, I was into it when she was in the relationship with Ray. But as soon as she started having all those thoughts about Connor again, I was like, I don't care. I don't care. And then it's almost as if the producers said the same thing because now presumably they're off the show.
1: They, you know they were the they were the force that carried the plot through.
0: It was the point of the show,
1: right, right, right. <laughs> and that's and they got to and the end, it. <laughs> and they they did. But then they you know they they came back and they they defeated defeated Vandal Savage, and that was it. And I think that if they didn't leave, it would just be kind of more of the same shit. But now we have the ability to add new characters to the show next season. We have we have this new you know we'll talk about the JSA and our man showing up but it's like that was a huge huge reveal at the end of the season that like like just blew my mind like oh my god they're gonna they're gonna really just go into uncharted territories with this show
0: yeah um, I just thought it so at the end and correct me if I'm wrong like the whole point with like those meteors they were from Van thanagar thanagar um and so like the hawk people don't know that they're thanagarian though like that's the other thing It's like they have no idea that there's like this alien race of hawk people so they're just like these two random hawk people who are on earth so i thought it was strange that like the coming of thanagarians would be bringing shit to the earth But then the Thanagarians who are on Earth are going to leave the show. I was like, that doesn't match up to me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, here we are, like, whatever. Like, as soon as I saw Our Man, I go, I don't give a shit about those guys anyway. So maybe we'll just drop that plot
1: point. (laughs) I would put it this way. The the Thanagarians that are on Earth, i.e. Hawkman, Girl, are separate from the Thanagarians that would be... Period. Yeah. Like there's, there, you know, they don't really know who they were. It took them a while to like kind of even remember that they're, you know, they're immortal. Yeah. So, um, the Fanagarians in the future are an invading race of, you know, they're going to come to Earth. They're going to invade. You know, they stopped that. Thank God. And now it's like, well, we don't have to deal with we don't have to deal with Vandal Savage anymore. We don't have this Fanagarian invasion looming over us. So, you know what? us two are going to go make out somewhere and just live our lives. That's fine because now right. you, know, you, you can return it any other time. We've introduced two major DC characters to this, to the, to this verse. Two? And yeah. Hawkman and Hawk girl. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I mean, these guys are huge justice league characters, you know? So, yeah, I yeah. mean,
0: we're growing. Well, also, JSA,
1: JSA, whatever you want to, you know, they're huge DC characters and it was,
0: in Although all this, I'm saying, like, with the introduction of the JSA, you think that they would have to come back?
1: Maybe. I mean, it depends on how they treat the JSA. I mean, if, you know, if, if, you know, we'll talk about Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick says he's from Earth 3. Um, our man doesn't shows doesn't up.
0: Mean he's not from Earth 3, Our man. You
1: uh, know, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen.
0: So we'll, Here's, find, we'll find out. My thoughts are. Well, they're not going to create another show that's just JSA. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, no, no. At least, like, well, I guess he could take the Friday night time slot. But let's assume we can only, we can
1: not, only pray that that would happen.
0: They're not going to do it. No, so you got what's his name, Rex um, Tyler. I can't remember what his name is. Tower Man. So you got the him. I would think that maybe he'll track down Jay Garrick, Hawkman. I guess maybe turn black siren good. A, because she's a mate you know, I, a major character. I really think you're thinking too linear though.
1: I mean, we're talking about a show in which time travel and and and, and jumping between dimensions happens. So he comes back, he talks about the JSA, it's already formed. So it's like we're just gonna no, have... but
0: who's in it? That's what I'm trying to figure out.
1: Oh yeah. I, I don't know. I mean there's that's what I'm saying. I mean we could we could go and look up all the JSA members and say... Yeah, well, the JSA members, are I'm saying,
0: they're mostly Silver Age people, like Jay Garrick, Black Canary, Hawkman, Our Man. Um, then there's some other people I don't know, but I'm sure I could figure it out. I'm saying like I feel like they could do something like that, but then if they do that... Well, you know what
1: I want to see is <laughs> I want to see them bring in the Golden Age Green Lantern. Because if you want to start doing crazy shit, I mean, the the Golden Age Green Lantern is much different than than this, but it would be kind of a cool thing to see. Who is it? Uh, Alan Scott.
0: Okay, so they should. You know, have Doctor kind of...
1: Fate. Doctor Fate was introduced yes. in the Constantine show, and now Constantine is part of this universe, so it's like, why not? Wow, <laughs>
0: kind of because you think he would have came back, but that's for a different show. Ugh. Fuck that.
1: <laughs> um but you know there's a lot of possibility. And um to go back to it, Hawkman was was the uh was the JSA
0: member, not Hawk girl. Yeah, I said Hawkman. No, mm-hmm. oh, I know. I'm just saying just him though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just saying for this show though. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um We'll find out, you know, we'll find out what's going on, but you know, legends of tomorrow, like they, they did a good job of making their own, you know, justice league, super team, like super friends, whatever you want to call it. They did a, they did a good job by the end of it of um, establishing those characters and setting them on a path to kind of keep realizing themselves as legends as, uh, as the title says, (laughs)
1: Definitely, definitely, and I, you know, one of the cool things was when they did actually travel to different times, um, seeing characters like Jonah Hex show up um, in future. Good. We saw Connor Hawke, we saw future Oliver, which I would love, you know, just to see him instead of regular Oliver. Um, and I think yeah, that, you know, these moments make you go, "Holy shit, this is really cool!" Um, and season two, I think. These Take more advantage of that. Yeah. Because, like we said, I mean, in the 60s or 50s, and then they go to the 70s. It's like, it's very easy to make these time periods. And it just kind of all melded together and was kind of boring. Yeah. But when they went to the Old West or the future, oh, awesome. Hey, let's go get chased by dinosaurs. Please, let's do that. It's
0: more budget, though. You know, what exactly. I easy mean? to do yeah. 60s and 70s. And it would be cool to go to the 80s, maybe. Yeah. But, um, you know, a lot a lot of the fun was on the ship itself, which doesn't cost any more money than doing it on soundstage. Um, which they did utilize a lot of it. Um do you think that we're gonna see Captain Cole come back?
1: I've heard rumors that he's going to be on the flash again. Um so I don't know, I'm sure he will make I'm sure he'll make an appearance. Um you know they did show him at the end of end end of the season there um, that Rory went and went to talk to him. I mean, there's lots of ways to retcon things, um, but I would like to see the Rogues show back up on Flash. I think that um, they'll do an episode. Yeah, they will.
0: We'll before. talk about that later. But yeah,
1: <laughs> but yeah uh Wentworth Miller is not done with this with this world. No,
0: I think he really enjoys it. Um, yeah. I think he likes peppering himself throughout these shows. So. It's Ever. just that like you just know is like there Renee coming back? is she coming back as Hawk girl? I don't care about the guy who plays Connor, but yeah, or not Connor um, Hawkman i was thinking Hawk, Connor Hawk, but yeah, you know what I mean? so we'll find out what uh what's gonna happen. What's your overall thoughts on the show though?
1: I give it a b plus,
0: okay. I would I want, give it. Oh, go on.
1: I'm just, I was just gonna say I wanted to give it an A, but with all the kind of mundane time traveling and um, Ray and Chiara's boring relationship, um, I give it a B plus.
0: <laughs> I give it a B for those reasons. Where you know, um, Jax is stuck on the ship, can't do anything, even though he's one of the most powerful ones. Yeah, <laughs> like where. You want to talk about budget. That's when you
1: know there's a budget limitation where they can't always have Firestorm. Yeah.
0: It's It's like, like, why is he on the ship? Why is he not doing this? Like that one episode, even though it's an amazing episode where they do a prison break, mm -hmm. and it's like where Jax has to run, and it's like, why aren't you just Firestorm just fly over there? (laughs) Like, why are you running?
1: There's a lot of those moments where I was like, mm-hmm. "So you brought these two guys because they can form one of the most powerful characters in the DC universe, but you leave them as an old man and a kid who can
0: fix like, yeah. things." Okay, does it make any sense? But so, yeah,
1: I'll tell you, their their character dynamic was was good.
0: I liked. No, I love I love that, but I feel like you could have still had that dynamic, by, yeah, yeah. but still have them do something. Be more creative with how you use Firestorm. That's all I'm saying. Like, it oh, didn't... it's underwater. Okay, well, we're not going to use Firestorm for that. <laughs> yeah. Use Ray for that. Yep. But him turning into Giant Man, that was awesome. That was awesome. I mean, you know, say what you want about the CGI. It's TV budget CGI, but for a TV budget, I didn't give a shit. I thought it was awesome. It was like, like
1: <laughs> Wrath, Wrath of the Titans right there.
0: Well, it was funny because like he turned into that and then like he looked kind of bad, but the the robot that he fought looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Like maybe cause it was dark maybe cause of whatever, but like that was really fun. So, you know, that, that show, as long as it doesn't take itself too seriously is, is a fun, fun show.
1: Exactly. You need to have fun with the comic book shows. I think
0: yeah, you have to, it's a comic book. Like, don't, you know what I mean? Like it's not the walking dead, you know, right. it's a preacher. It's an outcast where, well, actually, Preacher will probably have some fun, but the other two shows not so much. Preacher um, is
1: Preacher is pretty fun. I gotta Preacher watch this. Fun. I gotta watch the second episode, which just was on last
0: night. But um, yeah. yeah, it's it's
1: a it's a really good show so far.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So any final thoughts about uh, about the the first part of our our DC EUCW <laughs> podcast?
1: There's way too many letters in these acronyms. There really is. CBS, CW, DCU, TV. Yeah,
0: God. So, no, I'm 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 good. Salad. Same thing for me. Um, it's been a really good, you know, season of TV shows, and uh, you know, we'll be doing our our next one, which will be our, our more traditional episode, which will be Flash and Arrow. Uh, the ones who started it all. Um, in the meantime, catch us on uh, social media. You can see us on Facebook. Um, we're going to be at Don't Forget a Towel 1. I don't know how we got stuck with that. I don't know who the first Don't Forget a Towel is. We should kill them.
1: I'm sure uh, it was Douglas Adams, so don't say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Never mind. Uh, you can see us on uh, Instagram at uh, DFAT Towel. The same thing with Twitter. Um, thank you guys for listening on either Stitcher or iTunes. If you happen to be on iTunes, rate and review us. You know, uh, we, we're happy to uh, take your feedback. And um, if you give us five stars, we'll give you a high five. <laughs> and, virtual uh, high five. Absolutely. Definitely visit us on Don't Um The only place to travel geekly, news, reviews, interviews. You know, we've got contacted by a fan recently who submitted an article for us. If you have any great ideas um, that are in the geekly realm, we've had some other texts from fans that are not in the geekly realm. (laughs) Um, Just saying, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you kind of know what we're into. So (laughs) stick to it. Yeah, so we're more than happy to take your articles for that sort of thing if you want to get published on this site. But um, yeah, I'm I'm Casey. Thank you for listening. You know, keep watching those TV shows so they keep staying on the air, and and, you know us geeks and keep continuing to have our best days ever.
1: And this is Chris. Every Wednesday, go buy your comics,
0: (laughs) and that's where all these shows come from. So read those comics, people. Read them.